Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Father, we, um, we just are so thankful for your presence, for your goodness, and just thank you for a time to be able to worship with one another, to be able to glorify you. And Father, we just pray over these next few minutes as we focus around your word. I pray that you'd help me, help me to, to speak good. Um, but Lord, we, just, we pray that our hearts would be open, receptive to what you would be stirring in us today. Let us have ears to hear it in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. I wonder if you can remember back, some of you, memories a little bit longer ago, to being in primary school. And uh, I don't know, it was for me the favorite subject, lunchtime, <laughs> uh, or interval, playtime, whatever you, know, whatever you kind of called it. I wonder if you can remember what your favorite game to play was. Uh, you know, activity with your, with your mates, with your friends. Uh, favorite sort of um, thing to do. Rach just yelled out kiss and catch. <laughs> you caught me, babe. <laughs> um, hey, um, can you think of something? Okay, it's not a rhetorical question. Count of three. I want you to yell out what your favorite or one of your favorite games to play as a kid was. Already? One, two, three. There's a bit of ball rush down here, that's good. Octopus, I mean, like octopus. You know, you had those games where you had teams and uh, someone, you know, a couple of people would be selected to be the captains of the teams for the day. Anyone ever play lemon squash? Ah, okay, so two captains standing just a few feet apart, a few metres apart, do pin steps towards each other. One goes lemon, squash, lemon, Squash, lemon, right? The person whose foot gets on top of the other, they get to choose first who's you know, going to be in their team from the crowd that's gathered around them. I wonder if you can remember what it was like to be in that crowd, whatever that kind of scene might have looked like for you, you know, selecting teams to, to be uh, about to play a game. Kind of thinking to yourself, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be, you know, am I going to be one of the first chosen or... The last chosen or, or not chosen? I want to talk to you today about playtime. Playtime. Not so much those games that we would play uh, as kids, primary school and stuff, but about this really important foundational early days thing within the vineyard movement of the saying that we have, everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to play. Maybe like that scene, you know, choosing teams on the, on the, in the playground. Maybe if you think of that in a sort of spiritual context, you can resonate with that feeling of being in the crowd and wondering if you are going to be chosen. Wondering if, if what you've got is sort of good enough to be able to contribute 
spiritually speaking, to the lives that are around you. Wondering if... I, I, I even can. And I want to encourage you right from the get-go this morning that you are chosen. We have this, this wonderful saying within the vineyard movement that, that goes right back to the very early days. It's a, a saying that John Wimber, the founder of you know vineyard movement, kind of uh, coined. And not only is it really important that you know that you are chosen and that you can play, it's really important that you do play. For yourself and your own personal journey and your own walk of faith, it's important that you, that you step in whatever play might look like to you and that sort of way of thinking that it's important for you, but it's also important for us. It's for us as a, as a faith community, you know, specifically here at Coast Vineyard, or if you're watching with us online for you as well, but, but wider than that, broader than that, the kingdom of God needs you to play. It's playtime. And beyond just sort of a nice, uh, you know, friendly, inclusive, you know, nice statement, this, um, this everyone gets to play has got really deep, you know, spiritual roots to it. And uh, you're right just to go for a, a little quick deep dive in. So, so one of the one of the things that's, uh, that's sometimes talked about is this thing within Christianity of the priesthood of all believers. You know, this, this, uh, you know so if you, if, you, if you step back into the Old Testament, if you're new to the faith, Old Testament is the time before Jesus. And within the Old Testament, you've got uh, the story of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. Israel split into 12 different tribes. One of those tribes is the Levites. And from within the Levites comes the priests. The priests, they're the ones who, in essence, they, they speak on, uh, on behalf of the people to God. And then you, you elevate it all to the, the high priest. The high priest is the only one who is able to enter into the holy of holies, this physical space within the temple where they could directly connect with God, speak to God one-to-one. But then, of course, you jump into the New Testament, the time of Jesus. And what Jesus brings is he brings that access for every single one of us who would call on the name of Jesus, every single one of us who would invite Christ to be Lord of our lives, to be able to step into that priestly role, that no longer is it confined to the spiritual rock stars or the professional Christians that there is a priesthood of all believers. Everyone gets to play. Maybe for, for some of us here, it's more like the Adi Savia moment. Like um, second game of the Irish. I know that I shouldn't pick up the all, bring up the All Blacks, sorry. Um, second game of the Irish, against the Irish, Adi Savia. Uh, he, he gets sent off because of a red card, but not his own red card. And he has to sit on the bench 
for the rest of the game. Technicality of rules, etc., etc. For some of us, when we think about playing, contributing, stepping forward, maybe a decision that somebody else made, maybe a decision that, that you made, maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously, you find you have found yourself just taking a step back and sitting on the bench. Sometimes that's a healthy thing to do, and it's good for a season. But sometimes we can just get a bit stuck there, can't we? But everyone gets to play. And my, my hope, my prayer is that as we kind of just explore this a little bit, this morning, that you would feel that encouragement, you would sense that encouragement of a particular area within your life where you could step forward and begin to play. Back to this priesthood of all believers thing, all right? So 1 Peter in uh, chapter 2, in verse 4, as you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And then in verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into Wonderful light. <laughs> Isn't that good? Priesthood of all beliefs. Or Revelation 5, uh, 9 and 10. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be our kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. The priesthood of all believers, rather than it being left down to just a few, it's all. And honestly, it's so easy to happen, even in a church context like this, just to sort of naturally default, ah, oh, it's not really my place to go and pray for that person or to kind of step forward with a, a sense of God's word for someone or for us as a community. Ah, oh, just, ah, no, 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 no. Everyone gets to play. And then you combine that with this clear sort of driver behind the, the way that personal gifting is talked about within Scripture, the, the, the reasons behind why we have those gifts that God has put within our lives. So Ephesians 4, verse 11, for example, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to what? Equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. The giftings that are placed within the body of Christ are here to equip, to build up, to encourage, to, to lead forward. Uh, N.T. Wright, in talking about these verses, he says, Make no mistake, verse 12 indicates clearly that the point of God calling people to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is so that every Christian can serve in the way they are called to do for the building up of the whole body. Can I get an amen? amen. 
You know, similarly, I won't read them, but 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, where spiritual gifts are talked about. It's this, it's this driver behind them about serving the people around you, about contributing those gifts so that others may be encouraged and, and, and brought forward. And in fact, if you wanted to explore that more for yourself, um, Shirley Weimer down here, give us a holler, Shirley, a wave. Um, she has been running a great course called Shape. I've uh, got another course that's going at the moment exploring this whole thing within your life. If you want to find out more, I'd chat to her and find out when the next course is happening. But uh, 1 Peter 4 verse 10 puts it really well, puts it nicely and succinctly. It says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We, as the priesthood of all believers who have been given these gifts within our lives, are to serve others to build up the body of Christ, each other. Jay Pathak, who's the uh, Vineyard uh, USA director, to train ordinary people to do extraordinary things, that has always been the idea behind the calling of the Vineyard movement in the world. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That's you and me. Any ordinary people in the room? Oh, okay. (laughs) Ordinary people. So I want to invite you to play. (laughs) And I'm hopeful that even within that language, there is something that's a, a joyful expectation You know, rather than sort of a burdensome, heavy, oh, I've got to contribute, there is this this joy that there is to step forward into those things that God's put within your life for a reason. And I was trying to think of something that might represent that, you know, kind of in a a physical sort of way. And so, uh, welcome team, uh, ushers and stuff, if you guys wouldn't mind just passing out uh, those baskets, that would be fantastic. I've got a little gift for you. Uh, In fact, if I could just grab one. Uh, Inside uh, inside these baskets, I want to encourage you to uh, to grab one as they come past, obviously. And inside here is just a little ticket. Playtime. This is your ticket to play. (laughs) So don't check the person next to you if they've got the same number as you or not. Okay, just printing, come on. but this, you know, just, as a, little rep, just a, as a little representation of what we're talking about today. So during the week or over the next little while, you might want to chuck that in your pocket and you put it in your purse, put it in your car somewhere, put it somewhere where you see it. And uh, I just want it to serve as a reminder to you that you, everyone, gets to play. Sound good? Make sense? I'll, I'll come back to it in, uh, a little bit later, but if we just... Pass them along, that's uh, fantastic. Okay, so let's just say, all right, are we on board with that? Everyone gets to play? Uh, Down the back, are we on board with that? Everyone gets to play? Okay, thank you. (laughs) I see that head. Um, The question becomes, how do we play? What do we play, right? So what I want to do is I just want to give you four general ways that we can all play, okay? 
And, and what I want you to be listening for as we sort of, as I kind of go through these, is I just want to, I want you to be listening for that invitation for yourself personally. You know, maybe within one of these particular areas or a spring off of them, just for which area in particular you might be able to step forward into in a more active way. And, and for some of you, it will have a very practical outcome, all right? It will have a, a thing to do. However, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm more talking about the posture, the attitude, the willingness to play. So yes, it might have a practical outworking to it, but the point behind it is more the posture of your heart and your willingness, because then it's not defined or contained to being defined as a particular you know, role that you would do or title that you would carry or you know, it's more anywhere, anytime, in my workplace, when I walk into church, at school, at university, in my, in my music group, at, at, at the club that I'm a, a part of, at the hobby that I do, anywhere that I'm surrounded by other people, I could play, yeah? All right, simply, firstly, we welcome. We make it a point to welcome. We look at the life of Christ, and we look at how Jesus managed to welcome all sorts of different uh, people, particularly those in the margins, those that society sort of you know, pushed down, uh, so to speak, but also with the influential and the importance, so to speak, within, within the culture of the time. He made a way of welcoming all sorts of people. And at a very basic level, it's just simply about having an eye for others. That when you walk into those environments, you're actually, you're not just focused on yourself. You are looking for, how can I welcome someone else? In a, in a big way or a little way, how can I welcome them into my life? How can I help to welcome them into the story of God within me? Just, we welcome people. Make sense? How could you welcome? How could, how, you know, as you think about your own life, how is it that you could welcome to have that eye beyond ourselves? Maybe as you turn up to church each week, you just sense that nudge towards encouraging someone else or welcoming someone else in a very specific way. One of the ways we get to play is we welcome. All right? Second. We pray, all right? We play by, by praying. <laughs> we pray for ourselves, but we also pray for others. Again, when we look at the life of Jesus, we see that he prayed. And when he prayed, he expected that his Father in heaven would move on his behalf, that, he'd, that something, he, he was expectant for what God would do in that moment. And so I want to encourage you to pray. Pray in your head. Pray out loud. Pray in public places. Pray by yourself. Pray. Everyone. Get, this is one of, the, one of the big drivers behind John Wimper sort of coming up with this phrase of everyone gets to play. Yeah, tongue-tied, uh, was this, this idea of because it's not about just the one or two or the person who's got the microphone or whatever, 
in a church context. It's, it's everyone. He wanted to invite everyone to pray. And so what that means on a, at a practical level, and we do it all the time, you know, often within services, often sometimes at the end of services, we'll have a, a, an opportunity of response, of ministry, of people coming forward and being prayed for. And you will often hear us saying, if you love Jesus and Coast Vineyard is home for you, you are invited to come and pray. We know that that comes with risk. It comes with risk for the person who's responding in the moment. It comes with risk for the person who chooses to pray. But we see that risk is part of the faith journey and that that is well worth the risk for both the benefit of the person who's being prayed for and the person who is praying. And it is not just to be left up to a few, a small handful of people who, they do that sort of thing. No! Right from the front of the room to the back of the room and the sides of the room, you are invited to pray. When someone comes forward to pray, we, we should be inundated with people to care, who want to pray for them. We, we need to be batting you off, you know. No, no, no. No, no, we don't. I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But you know what I mean? Just, just, you're invited to pray. And I know that it feels scary. Do you know, I've, I've, been, I've been one of those pro-Christians for a while, and it's still scary to me to pray for people at times, you know? Everyone gets to play. We want to invite you into that moment. But it doesn't have to be, it's not just restricted to here. You know, like it's, it's wherever you are. You can be in a conversation with one of your friends and you can recognize just by welcoming them into your life and seeing that something's not quite right, that it will be good to step forward and pray for them. What's the worst that can happen? We welcome, we pray. When was the last time that you stopped and prayed for someone? We also activate. I was trying to think of the best sort of word for this. <laughs> but this is about the, the proactively stirring up those gifts that we have within our lives that God has put there for a reason. Actually, really similar to what we were just sensing uh, last week when we, we, we prayed for you know, the fanning into flame of those things that might have seemed like they've gone dim within our lives. Just as I was kind of stopping and considering you know, this today, I, just, I, just, I think that's still a thing for us, you know? This invitation that we have to step forward to, to activate those things within our lives. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. This, 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 this invitation to play, it's important that we, that we really do kind of lean in and and individually take responsibility to activate those things that are within our lives. For some, uh, it will be as simple as making a bit of extra uh, time to, to do something. So yes, in that practical sense, 
It may well be just jumping onto one of the teams that we have here at church or opening up your home to, you know, to host a group and facilitate that. That can be a part of activating the gifts that you have within you. But of course, it is broader than that as well. Looking for those opportunities. I was um, uh, just in a, in a cafe with a friend um, a, little, a little while ago. And uh, it was kind of obvious from uh, within, the, within the cafe that um, the, the owner must have been a Christian. There was a bit of Christian uh, kind of, you know, um, print and text and stuff around. One thing led to the other. The owner was there. We started chatting. And, uh, you know, just quickly um, got into the, uh, the, the, the fact that we were, you know, part of a local church as well. I might not have uh, revealed what exactly I did. And um, anyway, quite quickly in the conversation, I just started to turn towards, oh man, the local churches are just not doing enough around here. And, you know, like, oh, I'm just, you know, frustrated by, you know, it's not reaching enough people and not doing enough. Yeah. I, I, in moments like that, um, I, I sort of have this, I don't know if you do too, but this is sort of what I feel is righteous defensiveness that comes up. I'm not really sure of the righteousness part of it, but the defensiveness is there anyway, maybe more self-righteous. But anyway, let's just you know, brush over that. But, uh, but I, I kind of, you know, and, I want, and, and, and in those moments, I want to turn around and say, well, hang on a minute, like we're doing that. Like you just, you know, you just saw what we're doing within the community just a, a short moment ago. We're doing this and this and this and flip it up, man. We're doing our best that we possibly can. But I didn't. <laughs> I held myself back. And I think it was gentle. I think it was gentle. And I said, oh, you know that you are the church, eh? And honestly, he was active in it. You know, you could clearly see in the way that he ran his business, the way that he employed staff, the way that he talked about serving customers, etc., etc. He he deliberately and purposely wanted to glorify God through the way that he handled himself in his business. And so it was just as man, you are, you are the church. You 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 are doing that. So for all of us within our own unique contexts and unique situations and unique opportunities. How could we activate those gifts that God has put in our lives, the opportunities that we have in this season that is not the same as what we had in the last season? You know, some of us, you know, we look at the season of life that we're in and we're just like, oh man, my hands are tied at the moment. I've got young children. I don't have enough kind of uh, time or energy or money or mental capacity. Just kind of getting by day to day is success. So I'm not asking you to necessarily go back to the way that life was five or ten years ago. No, just look at the current season in little ways. How could you play? How could you activate? How could you stir up? How could you lean in? How could you risk? And just before I move on from this, in the same breath as that, there will be people in the room and watching with us online where it's not just activating, it is reactivating. You know, like, for whatever reason, something's happened, but you have 
metaphorically sort of just put down that thing that you know that God has put in your life for a reason. And so for you, it's finding a way to pick that back up. We need you to play. We welcome, we pray, we activate, and finally we disciple. Now, this is a big topic in itself, obviously. I'm not going to kind of spend too long on it. But, and actually, the, the previous things that we've just talked about you know, play into this very much so. But, but the idea, or what I mean by uh, discipleship, is, is just looking for those opportunities of bringing transformation through God into people's lives whatever that may look like in the particular moment. You know, we all know, right, that we are on this journey, this, this journey of continuing to be formed and transformed into the likeness of Christ, and we are all too aware of how short we fall, you know, regularly. But on this journey, and so it's looking for the invitation to help others to be on that journey as well. What is the journey that God has them on, and how can I just help? How can I play by helping them on that journey of transformation? Make sense? Everyone gets to play. Say it with me. Everyone gets to play. Hey, I want to just finish up um, by coming back to those tickets uh, that you have. So maybe, you know, if you've got it on yet. And uh, band or... Uh, yeah, guys, why don't you just come uh, back up with me? That'd be good. Joan, Caitlin, Kristen, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, just to come back to this little ticket. Um, I want you to imagine with me what it would be like if we all engaged our ticket to play. What would that, what would that look like? What, what, what possibilities are there? If just as just us in the room, those watching with us, you know, those, those, every single one of those sort of stories, those brief sort of snapshots that we just heard, is just about people doing this, you know? What stories could be told in people's lives because of you and me choosing to use our ticket to play? What hearts could be transformed by the love of God because it's just simply us all doing our part? I wonder where it is that you sense that invitation today. And please, don't, don't hear me wrong. This is, not a, this is not a guilt trip. This is not a, you know, rocking you up, banging you over the, over the head to do more. Just this invitation that I believe is from God for us today, that it's playtime.
It's playtime. Why don't we just pause for a moment? Just give you a chance to take a breath. Just reflect to yourself. Maybe it's something that you know I've just talked about or something particular that you know is within your heart. Let's just listen for the voice of God. Would you bow your heads with me? God, we, we love the fact weaknesses, our insecurities, our failings, our humanity, you still with loving arms embrace us and call us to play, to be part of this thing. So God, we just take a moment right now just to just to pause, to stop and reflect. Speak to us, we pray. Nudge us in the direction that you would invite us to play in. Come, Holy Spirit. I'd love to um, just pray for you briefly where you are. If you sense that invitation in a particular area of stirring in your life. So what I'd like you to do, and I, yeah, anyway, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to stand to your feet if there is something in particular that you sense God's invitation to, to do. You know, it might be in that, in that welcome. It might be in that praying for others. It might be in that activating or discipling others. But just there is that nudge that you sense and you really just want to step in, you know. This might be old news for you, but you're like, heck yes, I want to do that (laughs) as I am. But would you just stand just, and I'd just love to pray for you just where where you are. So you you want to play. You want to play. You just stand just wherever you are. you're around someone who's just uh, stood, let's do this, eh? Everyone gets to play. So would you just reach out a hand if you can physically touch someone, just, you know, put your hand on their back or whatever. I'm going to pray and I just ask you just to join with me as we pray for them, okay? Make sure everyone's got someone around them. Jesus, we, we thank you for your invitation in this way and we pray for those who have just stood to their feet right now 
And we pray that stirring up again, Lord God, would you fan into flame those things that are within their lives and hearts to do for you, the giftings and the callings that you've put within them. Father, we pray that you would nudge them, lead them, encourage them forward in Jesus' name. Bless them in that journey. May it be a rich joy to play. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand to our feet, eh? Well, thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.